0: To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. My name is Moshe.
1: And I'm Natasha. We got into a big fight yesterday.
0: I'm back from Burning Man. You don't even want to touch on that?
1: Oh yeah, right. Did we get into
0: a big fight yesterday? no dude i had the time of my life at burning man a little bit of freedom
1: kind of hard up
0: kind of it was kind of nice though
1: me and chelsea were making fun of that today because we went into like a, a clothing shop my friend chelsea pretty and i we were in a clothing shop and we were saying that like everything looked so cute and we're like oh if there wasn't a pandemic we probably wouldn't be thinking this stuff was that cute because we're like, oh, my God, I could wear this somewhere. I could wear this somewhere. Or oh, you're saying
0: any clothing that even has the illusion of leaving your <laughs> a house. A fun.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so for you, just going to Burning Man, you're like, I had the time of my life. I got to, I got to hang out in the desert in 100 degree heat. Terrible In analogy. a mask.
0: Burning Man, a classically fun thing to do. I had a great time. I was COVID safe. Uh, I didn't even flirt with anyone. I just, I went swimming in Were a, there
1: any women to flirt with even?
0: There were many women. What do I you mean? I feel like only
1: men would be dumb enough to have done that.
0: Well, you would be wrong about that. There's a lot of dumb women and I talked to a <laughs> few of them this last weekend. Me and my friend Andy Wood uh, from the Probably Science podcast fame drove up. We soaked in a hot spring on the, on the night before we left.
1: What we, was more fun? The, ri- the ride back or the ride there and back or being there?
0: it was all fun it was freedom and it was it was very exciting i will say there was not a lot to do there there was a lot of dirt bikes i rode dirt bikes a lot and dune buggies a lot but i was uh, i was often uh, there was often not that i did a lot of reading of of my book while what i book? was there i'm reading a book called spies of no country what about yeah. you what are you reading
1: I was reading this amazing book called "Once Upon a Time: Gloria Vanderbilt's Life Story," but I lost it.
0: That's so out of character for you. That's so weird. <laughs> you're telling me that at the same time, I'm reading a book about early Israeli history, and you're reading a book about a famous uh, wealthy ingenue.
1: She wasn't an ingenue, but I just like hearing about. Um, I'm like fascinated by by this like rich person from the turn of the century like what their lives were like you just really like old rich people no i just find it fascinating
0: who is she again
1: i mean she's anderson cooper's mom but she like lived in the breakers she gave us the
0: coop (laughs) i had not known that's interesting but She...
1: she had a really like fucked up life and her mother was like this like teenage socialite and you know, who's like maid would make her a bath like three times a day. Ooh, that's fucked up. That's people a, would just ignore the kid.
0: That's a fucked up life right there. You got a a servant drawing you a crystal bath <laughs> thrice daily. You actually drew me a bath last night.
1: I did. I'm really nice about that. Kind you put kind of
0: kinda some kind of weird hippie tea bag in it. Oh, well, I wanted to talk to you about something hippie. Yeah. This this lady Natasha, who I live with, she's always on this like let's go vegan tip. Always, like, let's go vegan, let's go vegan. I'm like, I'm down. And then we every time we go to a vegan restaurant, she sits down. She goes, okay, I'll go there. She sits down, orders the food. Makes a disgusted face before she takes the first bite.
1: That was so disgusting yesterday. I don't like fake meat most. You don't
0: like vegan food. No, I
1: like vegan food. Like, how about like an avocado sushi roll? She goes How about some beans and rice? Oh, this like was why does best. it have to be fake She's, meat? It's you started so gross. listing
0: the vegan food you liked and one of the foods you listed was eggs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, Is it Can it be called something... Isn't it called like ovo-vegetarian? Okay, well, that's what I am.
0: lacto-vegetarian? Oh, oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's not vegan. Anyway, I don't think you would make a good vegan. But you do a thing that annoys me. Okay. You decide you don't like a dish before you take a bite of it.
1: Because I can tell it's gross.
0: By looking at it? That was
1: like... Fake bread, but you did fake meat. Be-
0: you did it the night before, too, because I made you...
1: Fake cheese. Soy fake Riz- cheese is so disgusting. I made you
0: soy riso with That was eggs.
1: gross. I'm sorry, honey. You didn't take a bite. You didn't know
0: it was gross because you didn't take a bite. A bite. You I, didn't. I, I you looked it- at it. You sneered like Gloria Vanderbilt uh, uh, when her uh, servant made her <laughs> a, a lukewarm bath without putting the lavender crystals into it. And then you pretended to eat it, you, you know, like a, a person with an eating disorder on a date or whatever you didn't eat it that i and then what here's the thing i'm confused about with you why can't you just eat a meal that's not that great in order to get sustenance
1: i don't know i'd rather not eat
0: you'd rather starve
1: than eat something bad
0: than eat something that isn't your favorite thing in the world
1: i'm not eating my favorite thing in the world every meal
0: all right look did you want to talk about something
1: Oh, I, there was one thing you said to me the other day that I thought was kind of like I wanted to address in a public
0: forum. Oh, good. Maybe on our podcast.
1: Yeah, you were like... Wait,
0: by the way, before we get into it, what do you think of my shorts look? Do I look like a scout a little bit right now? Like a scout from the early, like uh, pre-war Germany?
1: I think I look... You're a little big for that, Mosh. You, you mean like mean a big? boy scout?
0: What do you mean big?
1: A scout? Like a kid? Yeah, like a kid. You don't look like a kid. No, you look like a man.
0: Yeah, but like a man scout.
1: Like one of the leaders? Are you trying to dress like a Boy Scout leader? I think I am. (laughs) Wait, so basically the other day you said to me, you know, you've really... Well, first of all, we were talking and you were like, maybe you need a yoga class. Maybe you need to take a painting class. And then I was like, do you think I'm depressed? And you're like, you just have lost some of your buoyancy this last year and a half. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, there's not some kind of other thing coinciding with this time.
0: Yeah, but that that this whole. And
1: women have like been the oh, ones women. who have been like Why carrying the you... whole pandemic, Why is taking it? What care do you of mean, everything. Women have
0: been carrying the How whole pandemic. How can every
1: woman with a family I right mean... now not feel completely like devastated and depleted? You know, like how how are you supposed to be like buoyant <laughs> and fun second. right now?
0: Wait a second. This whole conversation happened because you were like, "Do you think I'm depressed?" And I was like, "Yeah, maybe mildly." And you were like, "What? I can't believe you would call me depressed." She kept you. I go, "Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it like that." You kept bringing it up. I'm de- not depressed. I'm not depressed. You. Why would you say that I'm depressed? How could you say that I'm depressed? And this, in your defense, your public defense of whether of you not being depressed, you said you're devastated and depleted. That seems worse than mildly that's not, depressed. Why does
1: it have to be depressed?
0: I think you have a thing that you think depressed means something that's really terrible, catastrophic, bad. But it doesn't. Everybody's mildly depressed right now.
1: You're not. You're like, why can't you have fun? Why can't you go to Burning Man like me? Like go to a I, festival in the desert. That's and...
0: not how I put it. Look, am I a naturally more um, um, optimistic person? Optimistic isn't even actually the right word for me. I don't let the horrors of society bring down my day-to-day life. I, 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 And we've talked about that before. Somehow, I am able to, despite the fact that it seems like we are careening off a cliff, headed towards certain doom, climate doom, culture doom, COVID doom. Maybe you I'm,
1: lack empathy.
0: What does empathy have to do with it?
1: Well, what about like...
0: What, are you saying you feel sad because everybody else is sad? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I
1: am saying that. I don't know why. It's are... like a collective feeling.
0: But wait, why why is it bad that you're saying if someone's not up devastated and depleted, they lack empathy? I'm just trying to live a fun good life. But I wasn't criticizing you. I was trying to be supportive and say Hey, why don't you take a yoga class? Why don't you take some time to yourself? Why don't you do tennis lessons? Why don't you do a meditation practice? I was just trying to be like a supportive. You're
1: very supportive. I really appreciate that about you.
0: Nice little husband, Scout. And you took it like I was critiquing you, but I wasn't. And then you took the word depressed as if I was saying that I think that you're like clinically and severely depressed. But I was saying like everybody's more depressed now than they were two years ago. And I just noticed that you two years, three years ago had a, you seem like you three have. Three been...
1: years ago or do you think maybe about about two years ago And next March? I just
2: feel
0: <laughs> like the circumstances of the last two years are weighing heavily on your shoulders. And I wanted to help you find suggestions to get to get out of a little bit of that. I wasn't saying that you're fucked up.
1: I just think it's a funny thing for like a guy to be like, "Yeah, you used to be like more fun I just, before there was like a national or a I I don't I don't want to make this an, a
0: men's rights thing, but it's like, do you think women are the only people that were affected by the pandemic?"
1: Uh-oh.
0: I mean, you keep bringing it up as if it's like women have been affected, but everybody's been affected. I mean, have not
1: you seen how many women have had to like just stop working now and take care of the family
0: Uh, yes so like a lot of
1: women are like not i can't go on the road right now because i have a kid who's not vaccinated i can't travel with her that's not
0: true i could stay home with the kid and you could go on the road
1: but our jobs that we want to do right now are for the podcast to go together so i'm kind of like not but, <laughs> able
0: but i also can't go on the road for the to do the podcast for the same reason
1: i know but i'm just saying that's like that's a really but i can't work
0: but i'm the man in this scenario and i can't do the thing that you just described
1: well a lot of men are doing
0: it go going no, on the road but you could go their on their the women. road by yourself if you want i don't want leave, and
1: leave you, the child
0: home alone with me right You did do that. You went on the road. You went to Atlanta for a month and I watched our child admirably. You did a really good job. Like a a young, like a a scout. Like a scout in so many ways. I mean, I'm not saying I don't think that there's been a disproportionate amount of labor uh, laid at the the feet of women. I'm sure that there has. I'm sure that women have had it harder generally than men in the pandemic in the way that they have it harder generally in the workforce period. But... I think that it's unfair to say like women are depressed because of the pandemic and men are like skipping and going to music festivals and like just having a good old time. Like a lot of men are, are in the same position, stuck at home, devastated and deployed or whatever you said. Deployed. Well, <laughs> why
1: don't we answer some fan mail?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, we just got a couple of bits of feedback from some of the topics of the last couple of weeks.
1: Talking about politics with hired help. Oh, this is when I said that, yeah, you have someone over and they're like, hey, do you know that Fauci, you know, he's like your plumber and he starts telling you that Fauci made $7 million during the pandemic. What do you do? That was kind of, I think this is what this is addressing. As someone on the opposite side of the equation, I completely relate to it, Natasha, what else is new, said about... Being anxious about political discussions between service provider slash customer. At least in your situation, you can always just go to a different part of the house and leave the MAGA plumber to rant alone at your backed up toilet. I'm stuck in whatever room I'm working in until the job is done. So he's, he like works. He's like a carpenter. Okay. I'm a carpenter and I built a lot of custom furniture, which sometimes requires me to enter people's homes to do an install. I also happen to live in what you might call an aggressively red state, which means the majority of my customers don't share my politics on most issues. This would be fine if it weren't for the fact that many of them have been so poisoned by chronic cable news consumption, they seem incapable of talking about literally anything else for more than five minutes. Ew, wait, so like every time you step into someone's house, they want to talk politics? That is fucked up. Part of the problem might be that being in a typically blue-collar profession leads them to assume that I'm on their team. Should I keep going?
0: It creates a lot of uncomfortable situations where part of me wants to tell them to turn off their TV, go read a book, and quit bothering me.
1: What, like, what are they saying <laughs> to him? While he's, I
0: wish we could have some examples.
1: I guess he's doing the fur. He's building furniture in their home, so he's kind of there all day. I'd love to get someone to come do some furniture installs for me.
0: But the rational part of me. Well, you could uh, have this guy over and talk. You guys could talk about Biden the whole time. <laughs> but the rational part of me knows that I need them to write me a check in about 20 minutes and not leave me a shitty review so I usually just half-heartedly nod in such a way that I hope they can tell I'm not really interested even if I did agree with them I'd just prefer to listen to an audiobook or podcast and chat it up with a stranger it's not as bad but along similar lines as the guys who hit on waitresses and there's an unspoken power imbalance working in their favor that they're electing to ignore there needs to be a PSA campaign addressing this stop hitting on slash engaging in potentially fraught conversations topics with people whose livelihood is partially dependent on being nice to you well i i that's fair because i was going to say the right answer in that thing is to go oh i don't like talking politics but even that could get you in a position where like you know they're never going to hire you again
1: But also, like, I hire people to come do stuff, and I would never bring politics up to anybody.
0: Oh, that's not true.
1: Who did I talk about politics?
0: There was a mechanic the other day. You brought your car in to get get your carburetor worked on, and you said before you work on the carburetor, are you vaccinated, and did you vote for Kamala?
1: (laughs) No, but I do ask people if they're vaccinated. Really? Do you? Yeah, at our kid's school. They're like, oh, we're not allowed to give away information about our vaccination status. So I just, like, you know... You, rally, oh, rally you, down oh,
0: that's right you you cornered a 20 year old I want to tell
1: you. I, I know if they're vaccinated
0: um hey, we got another if my
1: kids going to school there
0: we got another bit of email here uh, about the words hooker and prostitute there was an, uh, a little discussion on the podcast whether hooker was an inappropriate or appropriate word to use for sex workers these days or if prostitute was appropriate or what so uh, this person writes hey Tosh and Mosh Proud sex worker here and a huge fan of you both. Uh, listen, writing down her email. Hold on just a second. Putting that into my phone. Okay, listening to your last secrets uh, vault, I heard you guys discussing the words hooker and prostitutes and thought I might weigh in and offer some thoughts. I know this will seem odd with the word prostitute seeming to be the most professional sounding and often not used as an intended insult. But in my community, prostitute is actually considered the most insulting and demeaning term. I did not know that. The reason for this is because... Because
1: prostitute's like someone who walks down the street. Is that kind of the idea? I
0: don't know. Let's find out. The reason for this is because when the word emerged in the 1500s, (laughs) it was defined as to put to an unworthy use, to expose, to shame, to public shame, dishonor. The word roots was always meant to be a term of humiliation and actually not to describe a profession hence the term sex worker i didn't now, know that i also did not know that sex workers were such uh shakespearean and Chaucerian e- etymologists etymologist. uh but now the words hooker and whore i personally have heard different opinions whore. Of.
1: no one thinks whore is positive
0: well let's find she's out she's a
1: proud whore
0: <laughs> let's no fi- our
1: daughter's a proud whore <laughs>
0: let's find out They are words meant to demean us, but many sex workers, including myself, feel they've reclaimed these words and find them all right. Others disagree, of course. Personally, I would suggest using the term of the specific kind of sex work you're talking about in conversation. For example, full-service escort, sugar baby, cam girl, podcast host. I threw that in just for comic relief, etc. Hope this helps. Now, I... I, she says, uh, yes. Oh, her name's
1: Fiona May, and she says, P.S. Fuck OnlyFans. They made millions off of our work, and now they're abandoning us. Now,
0: this is a classic example of, uh, I I guess, mansplaining that I'm about to do. But I find.
1: Strap in, guys.
0: I find it difficult to believe, Fiona May, that that the community of sex workers, maybe in the, in like a politicized group of activist sex workers sure but you're telling me your rank and file sex worker not only knows the 1500s original root (laughs) definition of the word prostitute but finds that maybe they do maybe they do other sex workers if you're listening write us is fiona may speak Does fiona may speak for you
1: I, I can't imagine whore being a positive.
0: I get it. No. Yeah. Whore is like, you know, how like some gay guys will call each other the F word or like, you know, uh, you know.
1: Oh, it's like, hey, whore.
0: Yeah. Kind of a thing. Oh, I'm a whore. No. Do you know what? Don't call me. Don't call me a sex worker. Call me a whore because that's what I am. Or how fat, fat people have reclaimed the word fat. You know, it's meant to be demeaning, but they're like, you know what? Call me fat. It's kind of like that. All right. Maybe. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Other sex workers. Write us, tell us. We always like hearing from our sex worker uh, listeners because they always have something interesting to say. Thank you, Fiona May, for that etymological deconstruction of the 1500s definition of prostitute.
1: Moshe, we have to m- make this call because they're going. They're like on a different time zone, and we oh. had to call them in like like right
0: now. Let's buzz them. Okay, we are going to call. Justin in St. Paul, Minnesota.
1: I adore the Twin Cities.
0: Do you think I have nice legs?
1: I think they're pretty hairy, but I know. Yeah, I
0: know they're hairy. I didn't ask that. Justin?
1: Hey, Justin.
0: Hello. Justin, do you think I have nice legs, would you say? I think they look lovely. Thank you, Justin. See how easy it was for Justin to just compliment them. I
1: couldn't compliment you. It's been too many years uh, in in the
3: house with you.
0: Okay, Justin, <laughs> what, what's happening? How are you?
3: Good. I'm I'm really good. How are you guys?
0: We're great. We are great. We were. We've just been discussing whether or not I look like a scoutmaster and whether women. <laughs> uh, whether women had a, uh, a harder time over the pandemic than men did.
1: Guess what? Moshe thinks that it's been equal.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> I didn't quite say that. It's been hard for everybody.
1: Do you have a wife? What's your I deal?
3: do. Yeah, I'm married. I've been married for almost two years. We have a five-month-old oh, infant wow. right now.
0: Do you think she's yeah. had to work harder over the pandemic than you have? Oh, my
3: gosh. I think so, yeah. It's been, <laughs> it's been tough. Hell,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. Justin, how can we help you? Okay, so
3: I have a really good friend from college. Uh, He got married a few years ago. And um, while I disagree with his wife's politics and some other things about her, she's really sweet. Um, Until about the past year or so, maybe more recently, she's come out of the broom closet as a witch. (laughs) And has dedicated... What seems like her entire life to doing witch things, and she started a coven with somebody she met online. Wait, how and do you start a
1: coven? Is it like an online coven?
3: Yeah, I guess. I don't really, I don't really know. Oh, is your works. wife next? No, no, no. She thinks this is as, as insane as I do. Wait, oh, thank can, God.
0: can I ask you what? Are the politics that you guys disagree on? Is she conservative and you're liberal, or are you conservative? Yes. And, okay. She's I,
1: a conservative I, witch that, in a coven.
0: That's what I was trying. I was hoping that you were going to be the liberal one and she was going to be conservative because that that blows my mind. They have they have MAGA witches.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I didn't I know that. That's even possible. That feels not possible. No, it's just
1: because everyone's so lost. That that's her f- form of depression. Is like I'm gonna become witch. a witch.
0: Aha! Uh-huh. So her real self is the conservative, straight laced person, but she's finding a way to act out yeah. by flying around on a broom or whatever. I guess. Well, okay. So wait. So so what about it bothers you so much?
3: So, like, it, it's fine to you know f- find yourself and whatever you want to do with that. The thing that really crossed the line was she's gotten into what she calls shadow work which is really just unlicensed therapy and (laughs) she markets it as you know tackle your sexual trauma and it's just really upsetting as somebody who's been to a lot of therapy to see someone who kind of pokes doesn't necessarily poke fun at it but treats it lighter than it should be i guess
0: i see so she's like becoming like a online witch fluencer
3: Yes. Uh, uh, that's, w- wellness is exactly winter. what it is. Yeah.
0: I, get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. Know, Justin, uh, oh, you haven't asked your question yet, but it occurs to me that something happened in the last five to 10 years where all of a sudden the people that I knew that were in their like early 30s that were like kind of on the road to nowhere and were just usually like, Getting sober, kind of people like mm-hmm. didn't really have their shit together, like Pap's Blue Ribbon drinking, kind <laughs> of like wandered around and never 12th co- year at Burning Man, and yeah, 12th year Burning Man types, exactly. All of a sudden, had this bizarre pivot that occurred where they were like, Oh no, actually, I have the moral and intellectual authority to just counsel people based, sh- based sheerly on the algorithm of Instagram. It's like. They're you. The people that used to counsel people were like Ramdas, Gandhi, Jesus. And but, then but all who, of a sudden, it just became like Diane, just some person that decided <laughs> all of a sudden they could help you.
1: But, but so why does this bother you? I still don't understand.
3: I, I, I guess like the, the primary question is, you know, do I talk to my friend about it? He's just had bad luck with women. So when he found someone that likes him for him, it seemed like such a good thing. And now... I don't know how he feels about all of it. Exactly. So I don't know if he feels trapped, if I should reach out, if it's my place to even ask about this sort of thing.
0: The the, the reality is that if he is trapped, he won't be able to admit that he's trapped because of the spell of tongue binding that has been put (laughs) upon his lips.
1: No, the reality is that he's hoping you haven't seen any of it on Instagram. (laughs) That's the reality. So you might as well just pretend like... You haven't, you know, like a lot of people have Instagram, but they don't really look at it all the time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and you and your wife are like, he doesn't know that you guys are like making fun of her behind his back. But, yeah. you know, it's just kind of like, what can you do?
0: Ooh, but you got to know that witch pussy. Good. Guaranteed. Oh, guaranteed.
1: Conservative witch pussy.
0: Even better. It's transgressive. It's got. It's transgressive in multiple areas at once too. It's like it's forbidden fruit in all these different ways. I bet the sex is great. I mean, there's nothing that you can do about a friend with an annoying partner. It's really, really not your business. Your business is to draw boundaries, and it's going to be difficult to do because, to be honest with you, all the boundaries you'll put up. Should you know she'll she'll light a cone of incense and Beelzebub will, <laughs> will destroy those boundaries. But I'm just saying, like, really, no. You should definitely it's like he he knows and either thinks it's cool or knows and cringes at it, but it is willing to accept it despite the fact that it's cringe. And you definitely shouldn't. because I mean, then you just but okay. you you're not well then you lose a friend. And be happy yep. for
1: him that he's having some sex and you know, it's I like, know. maybe it's like a persona thing, but you know, how often do you have to hang out with them?
3: Not, not very often, that's the thing. Is It used to be much more often, but they've, they've moved recently. So um, I don't know. If, they, they've moved really far away, so I don't know if he's like reestablishing social circles and that sort of thing.
0: Now, did they, they move to what? To Iceland or to Transylvania? Where do witches go exactly?
3: The, the, uh, Nashville, apparently.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. So shadow work is just like when a witch decides she can counsel you. Exactly,
3: and it's very expensive. We looked it up on our website today, and it's like a thousand dollars a year, I guess, to do this. That's the bare minimum subscription you can have.
0: Does she have clients?
3: Uh, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't asked. It's just kind of been. She has
1: one. I, bet.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, if you if you do your. Due diligence as a friend, and try to divorce this thing from its like salacious topic, which is that it's mm-hmm. wi- it's it's Wiccanism, and not just think of it what it really is, which is just like religious counseling. you yeah. think of it like that; it becomes less like wild, and ju- it's still isn't. Yeah. It's just as annoying and inappropriate to get counseling from an untrained person just because they are your pastor, b- b- but it makes it less like cringy, and I feel like. Yeah focusing on that right what do you think Tosh
1: yeah I mean again it's not it's there's nothing you can really do except be glad that your wife isn't like that and be happy for your friend <sighs> yeah. that he has someone to have sex with and just try to stay out of it as don't, much as you can yeah. and try to pretend like you, if I mean what I would do is I would pretend like I didn't see it
0: <laughs> okay it, I just but that real... might
1: not be the right thing to do I just you know it's like unless it's really involving you you just want to embarrass them
0: I just realized the biggest bit of advice of all: do not get involved. What if you break them up? Do you know how know. how she could severe cast th- a spell on you? Yes, do you know how severe the curse would be? How bad the curse would be for ruining this woman's love life? You'd be visited by like little little dancing visions of Trump every night. You'd, never, oh God. you'd, you'd end up voting. You'd end up voting for Donald Trump Jr. in the twenty twenty eight election. You? Well, you'd have to because you'd be under a spell. Oh, that's a good point.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and I've thought this through of, of, of what logical outcome would I want of inserting myself into this? And I don't think there's any, any good to come of it. I kind of just needed a third party to maybe talk me off the edge of, you know, having a real talk about this kind of interpersonal relationship and relationship with a friend. It
0: is a classic situation to find yourself in a relationship with a dear friend and they start dating someone and you can't fucking stand that person. And the <laughs> yeah. advice is kind of always the same. You just gotta stay out of that person's way as much as you can and be the best friend you can. And be happy that. for them. Yeah. All yeah. Day.
3: Okay.
1: All right. Well, good luck, Justin.
3: Thank you very much. Wait, I really appreciate the time.
0: One last one last um possible idea. You live in the twin cities? I do. Invite them to Minnesota. Don't you guys have a lot of lakes?
3: We have 10,000 likes at least. You guys have
0: 10,000 likes. Find an obscure like. Invite them to Minnesota. You guys go swimming. And if <laughs> she sinks, she's a witch. Oh. But if she doesn't, you know she's not a witch. And then you can get all of her clients. <laughs> so you can expose her.
3: Got it. I'll, I'll, I'll invite them up and we'll, we'll run a water test like that and see what happens. I
0: love it. All right. Well, good luck. <laughs> okay. Great. Bye, Thanks, Justin. guys. Bye-bye, Justin. Have a good one. Maga Witch. I mean, I just, I just when you thought you heard it all.
1: So, I mean, it really is the question like what can, can you be friends with a conservative person? I can. You can.
0: I can't be friends with a, with like a Q person. I don't know for sure that I could be friends with a Trump voter, but I definitely have conservative
1: friends. So you'd be friends with a conservative who didn't vote last election? What if they voted for Trump? I mean, I'm trying conservatives to think of any, don't vote for... I'm
0: trying to think of any of the conservative people that I'm friends with currently pot- potentially voted for Trump. I'm sure I know I have some friends that voted for Trump. But most of my conservative friends are like intellectual conservatives. And so I feel like... Who do they vote for? They probably didn't vote in the last election. Actually, I wonder. That makes me want to send a text to see... But you know, those people are cagey, too. You know, those smart conservatives are real right. cagey.
1: Because they don't want you to know they voted for Trump.
0: Or the, whether or not they're vaccinated, because they are.
1: Why would someone who's vaccinated not want you to know?
0: Well, if they're real conservatives.
1: Oh, they don't want to seem like.
0: Like I was hearing Ben Shapiro on the radio today, like it, going off on vaccine mandates, how evil they are. But I'm like, I know for sure Ben Shapiro is vaccinated because he's not an idiot
1: and why do they do that? Why do they go off on it?
0: I don't know. One the cynical view would be that they that they are just throwing red meat to their uh, rabid stupid fans. Totally. The less cynical view would be that they care as they they their care for personal liberties doesn't supersede their be- their supersedes their belief that vaccines are good. Right. Kind of a thing. Or the vaccines work, or whatever. I heard a quote on a podcast on the way up to Burning Man. Neil or Niall Ferguson, smart guy, um, very conservative seeming, very academic, like Cambridge guy, and he was talking about vaccines. And he had the he actually had a very good quote about anti-vax people. He said, "If you can't weigh the risks, the minute risks of a vaccine against the immense risks of a virus then you miss some very important classes in school and there's no one to blame for that but you so there is at least a group of conservative people out there there's a, about 25% of of republicans got the vaccine i mean not That's it 30%? I think oh so. Oh, my God. So, anyway, there's smart conservatives out there, and I'm friends with some of them.
1: Well, that's the thing. That's like, why can't we all just get along? Does it have to matter with our politics? But the thing is, conservatives are like making, making this last longer. So, so, that does make me mad. Yeah. You know, masks stop the variants. So, why would you not wear masks?
0: Do the masks stop the variants? I don't even that's know. That's what
1: the scientists say.
0: The bigger question is the bigger. Why would you
1: be? Why would half of our population be like? I'm not gonna wear a
0: mask. That's the better question to me. Regardless, I don't know why everybody expects absolute perfection and, an, and a zero margin of error from the the from the public health scientists. It's like, and I also don't understand this whole thing that people pretend that masks are this like grave imposition. It's like who the fuck cares like my child's development it's never gonna... talking about
1: me <laughs> it's just
0: like, the whole idea that kids are being like profoundly fucked up by masks it's like they might be being like mildly 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 fucked up by masks but I mean, probably what
1: does that even mean Moshe three
0: mildly's I I'm just saying every, these kids actually I don't want to get into this
1: okay well let's just listen to some secrets
0: that'll probably make everything go away yeah. okay yeah Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. Do you know what I think one of the great pleasures in life is?
1: Let me guess. Uh, crisp white sheets?
0: Well, yeah, I was going to say being with you, but yeah, sinking into a beautiful pair of comfortable sheets. There's nothing like it.
1: I love it. And also, I love Brooklyn.
0: Well, Brooklyn is where we get our sheets from. If you'd like to freshen up your fall with a change in decor, you've been waiting to upgrade your comfort try Brooklinen.
1: Brooklinen was started to create beautiful, high quality home essentials that don't cost you too much. And they work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury level markups. So you get their amazing array of products at a reasonable price.
0: It's what we sleep in every night. They've got something for your every comfort need, ideal for a seasonal refresh because they're launching new products, colors and patterns all the time.
1: Plush and absorbent towels, cozy robes, comfy loungewear. And they are so confident in their core products that they come with a 365-day warranty.
0: So give yourself the comfort refresh you deserve and get it for less at Brooklinen.
1: Go to brooklinen.com, use promo code HONEYMOON to get $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100.
0: That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code HONEYMOON for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100.
1: That's brooklinen.com, promo code HONEYMOON.
4: Hey, Natasha. Hey, Moshe. Um, I love the podcast, by the way. It's been amazing. So I have a secret that I haven't told anybody. The only person knows is the other person that was involved. Um, About maybe a dozen years ago, um, I put an ad on Craigslist Casual Encounters. I was married at the time, and I was looking for uh, some side action. And another married woman, and I lucked out, and uh, somebody responded, and we wound up hooking up. We met for probably like two years, and this is awful. Um, (laughs) about a year in, we would meet at a motel like every week, once a week for like two years. I swear.
5: Wait, this is a little more than a secret.
4: uh,
0: Hold on a second. What time have you never heard of an affair before? This is just a guy having an affair. I don't know why this of all the secrets we've <laughs> well, listened to. I just to,
1: love that he's like in a in a new marriage looking for another married woman to fuck in a motel for two years. Did he say years.
0: new marriage? He just said he was married at the time.
1: Okay, let's just keep listening. All right, we haven't even gotten to the secret. Well, I
0: just think of all the secrets we've heard over the years, including cooking a parrot alive and like s- scratching her butthole with a lighter and then smelling it at night. This guy going, I cheated on my wife. You're like, this is crazy. I can't take it's it. It's
1: just a funny idea because I thought that was his secret. And it's like he's had a two-year motel affair with another married <laughs> woman. But anyway, let's keep listening.
4: Um, first of all, the sex was like full on, like sporting sex. And uh, time got on. We got more and more uh, risky in our behavior. And uh, the, after we were meeting for some time, I would I would come inside her, right? So one time I did it, and uh, the the next week that we met, she was like so giddy, and it was really pretty ridiculous. So she had gone home the week previously, and uh, which is a very rare occurrence. Her husband was feeling horny, I guess, and they started going at it, and he went down on her. Uh, She hadn't showered or anything. And, um, she thought it was awesome that he loved, he loved it. He was like, Oh my God, it tastes so good. Uh, I love it. I love to go down. And she was laughing. Literally. She was, she, you know, she was a slutty girl. She really loved it. She was a lot of fun. Poor. And only her knows that her and I, so that's my secret. Uh, Keep going with the podcast. Love it. Wait, he's saying... Uh, His secret is that
1: her husband licked his cum and was like, you taste so good.
0: But didn't know it was was cum. He was just like... Didn't
1: know. He thought it was her cum.
0: He's just like, finally. But it really was like her Craigslist
1: casual encounters (laughs) cum.
0: He's like, finally, it tastes the way I've always wished sex tasted. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you think she's cheating on him? That's intense.
1: Well, here's one thing I have to say. The thing about affairs that's not really fair like oh yeah the sex is like off the charts because it's like all forbidden right you know like you're not supposed to be having sex with them so that just makes it like way more feeling way more exciting i think and then also i wonder did they do they fall in love like do you think the woman thought they were in love and the man was just like it was awesome to have all this extra side piece sex i mean don't you think that shows a little bit of a lack of integrity to keep something like that from your wife for two years
0: do i think having a two-year affair shows a bit of an of a lack of integrity yeah i would say that's kind of the textbook definition of a lack of integrity but i'm more interested in the fact that you think the woman automatically must have fallen in love with this guy
1: she For was two years she was cheat cheating on, on her
0: husband too
1: i just wonder
0: it's don't you think women like to get a little side piece too it's a lot of work to not
1: fall in love with someone
0: it's honest uh, to not fall in love with anyone
1: i don't know to like to to be concealing it from your family
0: an affair is a lot of work but you didn't say that you said it's a lot of work to not fall in love with someone
1: well i'm assuming if it's a two-year affair you know
0: but it's just at a motel and you all you do is say blast a nut inside of me so my husband can slurp it up
1: i don't know i mean i'm glad he likes the podcast but i don't know i wouldn't i wouldn't engage in a two-year affair on, on with someone
0: what's the t- upper limits time wise
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe like doing it i don't know you're
0: saying a one-time thing i mean the biggest issue here is is definite well first of all i mean obviously cheating on your partner is uh, bad but t- cheating on your partner unprotected and busting nuts in them yeah it's, it's like that, what are you doing like <laughs> You're going to get STDs. You're going to get people pregnant. It's just like, what? Why? You're going
1: to hurt people's feelings.
0: Well, yeah. But you already crossed that threshold when you decided to log on to casual encounters. Right. They don't even have casual encounters anymore. So, okay, I need to
1: cleanse my palate. Can we hear another one?
0: All right. I need to cleanse my palate with a shot of that dude's cheaty jizz. All right. All right. One more.
6: Hi. I have a secret. To talk really that big of a deal but it's kind of funny um so i'm in a relationship but i've been with him for a few months and he told me he loves me and i had a lot of trouble just saying i love you too even though <sighs> okay, I felt it, it felt very awkward hmm. so i just kind of started emulating natasha saying I love you, too, to Moshe at the end of every episode. And I just kind of felt like that was an easy way for me to ease into it, but just kind of imitating her. And now every time I say, I love you, too, I kind of hear Natasha in my head. So thank you for that. It helped me a lot, and it's not so awkward anymore. So I love your show so much. Thank you.
1: But awesome. it does seem like she doesn't love him. <laughs>
6: wait how could that even be
0: possible they're having sex she's a woman she's incapable of not falling in love with any man that she has sex with
1: it doesn't sound it sounds like she is not in love with him and she was having a hard time saying it man that's a heart by the way i'm so glad i have a husband and we already like say that to each other because that is like a really rough patch of
0: what the pre i love you patch
1: just like trying to say it saying it what does it mean to say it does it mean that this is going to be your person that you're going like yeah, f- to like create a life with
0: it's funny you mentioned that because yeah when i first told you i loved you it was like a very very big deal because i i don't know if I'd, i said it to like one other woman ever you know and it became this huge deal is was that recent, true yeah i was recently talking uh but i mean a lot of women said it to me <laughs> i mean lots but anyway no and i was talking to a friend of mine Who's dating someone new and i would go where are you guys at or, like have you guys said i love you and he's like oh yeah but you know i don't think of that as that big of a deal i just it's just it's you know i love her and i said it like i thought that was a more healthy approach to the i love you thing than not the, like, making
1: it a huge deal yeah
0: you're like oh I, i've told lots of people i love them because i do i love you you know like instead of it being this like what does it mean to say it it just feels like people give it too much gravitas and it's not that it's not that big of a deal
1: well i think that you think that if that's if you're in if you're actively in love with someone it means like oh we are moving forward in
0: something well okay let me give you an example there's this woman that I've been seeing for the past two years right <laughs> and she every time we get together is like I love you when will you finally be with she's me she's like when I we...
1: don't like the Hampton Inn but I do love you
0: mm-hmm. and and I just say like it doesn't have to we don't have to define this thing you know what I mean just your hu- your husband's hungry um, and and th- let's just leave it at that
1: good one Mosh
0: thanks Tash love ya <laughs> <laughs>
1: wait, so she just is doing an impression of me phoning it in with you to help. Wait, her. you're phoning it in? I thought that's what she was saying.
0: Oh, wait, are you phoning it in when you say it to me at the end of the podcast? No, oh no. Let's hear one more secret.
2: Hi, Natasha and Mesha. I've been listening to your podcast for like a month now, and today, on my drive, I think I thought of a pretty good secret to share with you two. um. So basically, my secret is that a few years ago, I just started dating this guy that I was super into. And he had two kittens, two cats. And, um, one of them was sick, so it died. And then, like a month later, I found out that at his work Christmas party, like his ex girlfriend, I had gotten him for Secret Santa and was going to get him a new cat to replace the other one. And I decided to get one before her and give it to him. So I went on Craigslist and found a kitten and kept it at my house for a few days and gave it to him before the Christmas party, hoping that um, his coworkers would find out and she wouldn't give him the cat anymore. But basically he went to his Christmas party and came home to me and was like, You are not gonna believe this. Um, so and so got me a kitten too. So then I was stuck dating a guy who had three pretty young cats and it was honestly a pretty bad relationship and to this day I haven't told anyone that I did that and he still doesn't know that that was the reason I got him a kitten. Anyways, that's my secret. Thanks. Love you guys. Bye.
1: I mean, the bottom line to me, for me, is that cats are gross.
0: Well, the bottom line to me is that this person should look upon their bad relationship with this guy as that you were put into their life just to buy them a cat and move on. You gave that person lots of love from that old cat, and now you don't have to be with that person anymore. And this story ends beautifully but I had another thought
1: story still ends with a cat shitting in your house.
0: (laughs) Cats aren't that bad.
1: Remember when our dogs shit in the house, how horrifying it is. Cats just do that all day long,
0: but they clean up after themselves.
1: They clean, they, they, they shove a chemical over their shit. That's in your cabinet. It's all disgusting. (laughs)
0: Um, I, I had a thought listening to the secret, by the way. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of our listeners call in, you know, they start listening. I love a, I love a new listener, by the way. Welcome. Welcome. Um, they call in, they start listening, and then they go, "Oh, I've got a secret," and they leave their secret, right? But you know what would be nice? It would be nice if we started getting secrets from outside of our listener base, like from people that literally don't listen to the podcast. How would that even happen, most? Well, this is my idea, Tosh. To our listeners, here's what you're gonna do, because we're gonna we want random secrets from people that so we can all talk about them, and as listeners and po- hosts talk about them and they're not even fettered by the idea that these people are of the demographic that like this podcast so here's what we're going to do if you're a listener to this podcast tweet or instagram a little text that says i i'm ai listen to the at endless honeymoon pod podcast and they have a secrets hotline so if you have a deep dark secret that you want to have that you want to tell somebody call this phone number the phone number is 213 222 8608. And maybe we'll start getting some like random like I want some old people or some or some MAGA people or so I want like I want
1: yeah I'm sure some MAGA people would love to leave one of their deep dark no, secrets on our here's
0: podcasts. the thing is that everybody's got a secret and if you have something in that's bubbling inside of you that you've never been able to tell anybody just the idea that there's a secrets hotline out there that you could actually get this off of your chest it doesn't matter what it's being used for people I have faith. Will call in and leave us secrets.
1: Maybe you just started listening to the podcast and want to let us know that you agree with me on most things.
0: That's and fine. You can email you us and tell us that, that too. Understand
1: that women, you know, do so much of the silent labor that has been happening for the whole pandemic, and uh, that we are, you know, we're we're the we're the ones who are kind of.
0: Do you talk in a soft whisper now? <laughs>
1: I just feel like I do so much.
0: (laughs) Okay, honey. All right, well, should we take another call? Yeah, let's take another call.
1: Okay, now we're going to call Laurel in Alala, Washington.
0: Let's call Laurel and see what she has to say, Tosh. Laurel. Shall we?
1: Yeah,
5: let's call her. Let's
0: go ahead and give her a call. Hi, Laurel. Hi,
5: Laurel. Hi guys, how's it going? I see that you're
1: not a mother.
0: No. (laughs) What do you mean? You see that she's She's not a mother.
1: She's so young. She's like, (laughs) looks like she's 19. She's got like like actually like ruddy cheeks like
0: yeah but you don't know what the action is like in alala washington there might be a lot of young moms she's like a
1: dickensian like child who's like pinched her cheeks to like look like like uh she's been like over the kettle you know oh
0: you're saying like a a shop owner's like ah you you want an extra piece of fudge do you or something Something that's
5: exactly what this is is
0: that what (laughs) life is like for you laurel yeah cool
5: how
1: are you doing laurel what's what's your life like how's it going
5: Life's good. Um, there's been a lot of changes recently, but uh, all good stuff. I started a new job, I have a new boyfriend, and Ooh, yeah. Laurel,
0: does he pinch your cheeks over the
5: cauldron? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does.
0: <laughs> you got those millennial eyebrows too. I see you got those classic thick boys, yeah. Oh, got really?
5: Those- These are just how they are. But yeah, I know.
0: listen, <laughs> listen. I'm not saying you got them done. I'm just saying...
1: Moshe wishes that I had, like, I hadn't plucked out my eyebrows in the 90s and that I had those, like, really big, thick eyebrows, but...
0: That's what I... I what I am is I'm a trend writer. And when... Yeah. And I'm an aging trend writer. And so it's becoming more and more trend difficult. Trend
1: writer. I'm surprised you admit to that.
0: Well, it's a joke. I'm doing it oh. for comedic effect. Laurel.
5: <laughs> yes.
0: How can we help?
5: Yeah. Um. So... I have a friend that I need to break up with, pretty much, and I don't know how I've never had to do that with a friend before. Usually, like, you'll just stop talking, and that's just how it naturally goes, but with this person, she keeps reaching out to me, and even though I either won't respond, which is really rude ghosting her. I, I don't want to do that anymore, which is why I'm talking to you too.
1: But you also don't want to confront her, right?
5: Yeah. And it's a, it's a funny thing because she is super sweet. We're very like, uh, we're interested in the same things, but <laughs> emotionally she has a lot that I can't really handle. And it's just, whenever we hang out, and she vents because we don't see each other that often. So like when you hang out, like you tell all that's been going on, it's really, really draining. And just her issues that she has, I can't help with. And she acknowledges that she has these big issues, but she's not trying to work on them.
1: How do you know she's not trying to work on them?
5: She's told me she's like, she's said how she knows that she has these problems and, uh, She won't go to therapy and because I've suggested that to her before. Um, And so it's kind of hard to be around somebody that knows that they have these things, but won't try to change. Um, She
0: she uses your friendship as a way to vent about these problems that she's not willing to work on. And so every time you guys hang out, she's like just dumping her emotional baggage on you. Is that kind of what's happening?
5: Yeah. And. I also like, I wish I could go into detail about some of these things because I don't want to seem like a friend that's like abandoning somebody for just like opening up to them. But what she's confided in me, I don't want to share because it's, it was very personal to her, but it's just really hard for me because I am very sensitive. And so to take on these things from her, it's just, I, I can't. Well, and here's,
0: here's the good news. So if hard. you, Do tell us exactly what she told you in great detail. (laughs) And before this podcast comes out, you take our advice and find a way to break up with her. She's not even your friend at that point. So you'll owe her nothing retroactively and you can betray her confidence with a full upright moral core.
1: Perfect. No, that's right. See ya. (laughs) I,
0: I think that. Because
1: you're saying that like, okay, it's hard for us to not know what the stuff is, but like. You're saying you can't even have like a small light friendship with her because.
5: Right, right. And she's also there's like a lot of different moving parts to this. She's from I know her from my ex-boyfriend. It was it's his best friend's girlfriend. And he and I broke up last November now. Mm -hmm. And so I have a new partner. And not that he wouldn't he wouldn't tell me who to hang out with. But, you know, it's like I don't want to go hang out with her because i'll like see his best friend and you have got, a perfect you got you've your got way the perfect excuse yeah, you
0: got your way you Ma- just
5: have to tell her you just have to say uh, like just listen make,
0: make your boyfriend abusive you no, no, yes. just, just
1: not abusive. Just say, listen, you know, I mean, I thought about it and it's just like it's really healthier for me to kind of separate from this because, you know, I, I like you and, you know, I just want you to know, too, like anything we you've confided in me is strictly between us. Obviously, Mm -hmm. and you know, I I, I strictly between
0: us and this podcast that (laughs) I listen
1: to, she didn't tell us anything, and but you know, you can say, but at the same time, like, I just need to really have firm boundaries at this moment I'm at in my life. Like, make yourself feel very heavy and serious if you need to. You don't have to be like, I have a new boyfriend, I don't know how he'll respond to it. Just blame it on you. Just be like, you know, and I just, I really need to take this time to like have a little bit of space, a little bit of distance. I hope you understand how you say that. I'm not exactly sure.
0: Well, it brings up a conversation that Natasha and I were having today because Natasha often will uh, tell a lie when the truth would do like a little white lie. And I'm like, why are you making, why would we be making up a lie to tell when the truth is more effective in this situation? But in your case both Natasha and I had the same reaction in your case you have except I'm actually going to counsel you to lie and Natasha counseled you to tell the truth in your case you've got this perfect external out right like this person what you're describing is they have a a rare combination of being annoying and relentless they won't take no for an they won't take ghost for an answer so (laughs) So you're sitting around going like, hello, have you not picked up the clue that I don't want to talk to She's like, no, anytime you're available, I'm going to vent. And I have a feeling she shouldn't even let you really talk about yourself. But that's neither here nor there.
1: And also, the truth is, you deal with these types of people when your boyfriend... That's your boyfriend's best friend's totally. girlfriend, so it's like it totally makes more sense. But in you don't need to tell her that. But in this new world you're in, this doesn't you make g- sense. You gotta anymore. be
0: gentle because uh, a person that fragile, a thing like this could break them, and you don't want to yeah. to break them. But um, but this is my advice. Here's the lie that I'm gonna counsel you to tell. <laughs> you gotta triangulate your new boyfriend as an asshole. Beca- and the truth, just let me t- do this. Yeah. You don't have to agree with me. Just let me get get it out. Okay, because she doesn't even know this guy. They don't have a relationship. You're ending this relationship. All you do, and hope she doesn't listen to this podcast, is you say, look, my boyfriend is increasingly uncomfortable with all of the connections I have to my ex's social life. And, I mean, I know it's a little weird, but I'm just going to respect that.
1: Okay, here's the thing, though. This 100% gets back to her ex-boyfriend.
0: To her ex-boyfriend. Yeah, because she's going
1: to be like, she's going to tell her her boyfriend yeah uh laurel laurel's boyfriend apparently is like and then everything gets changed when they do
0: telephone she's apparently like really who cares jealous you're saying she's gonna have even less of a connection with her ex-boyfriend i
1: don't know i'm just saying she might not want her old boyfriend i'm not
0: saying you have to be like look he told me if i ever talk to any of you again he's gonna ground me okay you don't have to make it like that just be like He's just sensitive about me being like having so many social ties to my my ex-boyfriend's social life and like I'm just going to make some some just some take some space so that I can make space for this new relationship. Just triangulate it a little bit. That's all I'm saying. Make it so that that woman goes, "Oh, what a jerk about your boyfriend" instead of, "Wait, you're abandoning me because of of my emotional chaos?" That's what I'm mm-hmm.
5: saying. What do you think about that, Laurel? so the only thing where it could fall apart is that my new boyfriend was and is my best friend that my ex-boyfriend we all used to hang out together so if that got back to my ex i think uh there would be something that be. <laughs> what,
0: you know I, why can't she honest, make it about the,
1: herself Mosha?
0: wait just let me say this to be honest with you hearing all this stuff to me, right now, you've become the friend in my life that's just got a lot of chaos and mess going on. And I actually need to s- draw some firm boundaries with you and end okay. this relationship.
1: Okay. okay, here's here's a if you want to lie, Mo, here's a good one. Okay, good lie. Um, you know, I've been talking to my therapist. Ooh, I
0: love this.
1: And I'm just I'm really thinking like I don't know, I'm just going through so many changes. There's so much new stuff happening. And I really think it's important that I just have like cut some cut some ties to blah blah blah, whatever the fuck his name is. I love this. And you can just you can just blame it on that and and just really assure her that like, you know, I I, I really I want you to know like anything you've ever told me and don't tell people. You know, it's like strictly between us if that's a concern of hers. I I fucking
0: love that. I've been mm-hmm. talking to my therapist and she thinks I should take a little bit of distance because you know you know me you say you know me I'm a little like I got a lot of drama like I'm dating my ex-boyfriend's best former best friend and then you're my friend who is a friend of the ex I just need some simplicity and my therapist just told me I've got to just choose a few relationships and and put some on the back burner and fortunately that's ours I like the
1: idea about choosing a few relationships but it does kind of make the person feel like they lost
0: so, so what? She's going to break up with her. No matter what, you're going to hurt this person's feelings on your way out. And then
5: did she tell her this yeah. on the phone? Yeah. That's what I was going to ask next. Because oh. we've just been texting. And the other this thing... This probably isn't a text. Yeah. It's it's hard because... So where I live now, she lives like five minutes away and it's really rural. So she like is my only friend nearby. And so I feel even worse because I've been so busy, but like i haven't made time even though she's really close all right you want like the simplest
0: you want the simplest road out here's the simplest yeah. road out without with the least amount of drama don't text her back for a long time <laughs> right like how like ghost Five her, days. go no more a few weeks then this is your strategy you don't text her back for like a few weeks then you write her back and you go oh my god i'm so sorry i totally ghosted you the truth is I'm just dealing with a lot of shit right now, and I don't have time. Like, I, I'm just overwhelmed by the amount of different stuff I have to do, and I, I'm so sorry. I think I need to like shut things down and focus on myself for a little while. I'll hit you up when I'm ready to to, to re-engage our friendship, but for now, I I need to focus on my own stuff.
1: Okay, now here's mm-hmm. what I would do. I would, the next time she contacts- How many contacts, bits of advice
0: are we going to give her? She, the
5: next, <laughs> well, because that seems weird to me. To okay. Well, that, cool. so that already happened, too. I've already done that. And what happened and in response? She, we didn't talk for a while. And then she's been hitting me up again. Cause all like, my text? whole, yeah, my thing was I was moving back to my parents and it was like dealing with the breakup and all of that. And like, I would text her once I felt settled. So it's been like long enough now. No, you
0: fucked up here, dude. This is <laughs> on you. When she texted you back after the break, you were supposed to not ever text her again. That was so obvious and so easy. You had an out. You'd g- taken a boundary. She didn't respect it. And you didn't owe her a text back. But then you started feeling guilty and you got re-engaged in her drama.
1: I just really don't think a text is the right place to say this. Like, I like to, like, write things down and then make a phone call. And then you can just kind of keep repeating them, you know, keep repeating your point. But the yeah, problem is a, how bre- I feel. a
0: breakup with a friend is so awkward and so like over the top for what the fr- relationship actually is that that's why i actually am a proponent of just get- taking distance but she sh- it seems like laurel you're leaning in natasha's direction so let- you guys should talk about this phone call i must yeah. be wrong well,
5: i've already got like notes for tonight <laughs> so i am like a note taker and i have to do that before phone calls because it's like It just helps.
1: Well, women do it a lot too, I think, because it's like, helps you not get railroaded and it helps you like steer very, you know, stay very on task and clear and not get your emotions like, you know, I feel like, you know, men just naturally feel like they deserve everything.
0: Oh my God. And so
1: women, it's just a little harder for us, you know, to like really be able to stand firm.
0: Right, right. Because men can walk through most given interactions and not gender them and not. (laughs) Reduce, reduce them. <laughs> they don't to, need to. Yeah, they don't reduce they're... them to gender essentialism, and that men act like this, women act like this. They're more able to just say, "Hmm, this is how the people are walking through this experience."
1: But, but honestly, like you know, you could actually. I mean, it is a little funny to, for you to call her without unprompted, because then it's like she's like, "Hey, I'm just sitting here." So it's almost like
0: throwing her off you, balance. Yeah,
1: you kind of want to wait for her to like reach out to you two or three times. I don't know. know. And then you can kind of be like, hey, do you have a second to chat on the phone? It's not going to feel good no matter what, but making yourself a little more clear and not getting into a text back and forth with someone who's like clearly slightly unstable. You know, they're just not...
0: This is what I think you want to avoid personally is the call where you call and you tell her a version of the truth that is destructive to her. Yeah. Where you say some version of, look, this relationship for me is just so taxing and emotionally And that's going to make her feel bad. And you require Mm -hmm. so much from me that I can't give it to you. It's more like, you know, finding the kind of space space between the white lie and the truth which is like Make a it gentlest, all about you the gentlest version yeah making it all about you is just like i just to be honest with you right now there, i don't have time in my life for re- relationships that take a lot of work and like unfortunately i need to take a i don't like no
1: i know what you could say to you could say listen i'm really excited about my new relationship and you know i'm really like I'm really excited about that and there's I've got a new job and there's just a lot of changes and I just feel for my health, for my for my well-being right now, you know, with everything that's going on in the world, always blame COVID.
0: Yes, COVID. <laughs>
1: with everything that's going on in the world, like, you know, I just feel like it's just better for me to just have a little bit of distance right now, you know, because you're so connected to my last boyfriend and I, I don't know. I, I think she would understand if she didn't understand I don't know. I mean, maybe she's just like a vampire.
0: Well, she seems like in the way she is. But I like what I like what you're saying, Natasha, saying, you know, I just really right now, this chapter in my life, I need to like focus on me and my relationship with my new boyfriend and sort of take a little bit of space from the relationships that feel connected to me, to my ex. And I'm sure you'll I'm sure you yeah. understand. It's no offense. And to that you. could
1: even be a text.
0: Yeah. You've been a great friend to me, but I'm just. And if you want
1: to talk about this, you know, let me know, and we can, you know, chat on the phone. But you could also call her. Depends on what I don't. I don't know what.
0: I'd call because the text will go to it. It will. It'll be conflict, and then it'll eventually you'll be fighting. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah.
5: The call. It's like it's making my hands sweat.
0: Well, it's awful. (laughs) I mean, I. I gave you a way out, but nobody wanted to take it. A nice white lie. My therapist said I can't talk to you anymore. Bye. But yeah. you, you insist on doing the emotionally mature thing, well, these are the consequences of And really, of it. like pumps. Moshe,
1: that's a great... That's a great advice. That's great advice to not... To try to really protect her and not make her feel like a loser.
5: Yeah, because she's she's great. And she's this wonderful person, but... I don't want to ever talk to her again.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Not even casually. She's like the best. (laughs) She's my only neighbor, and I still would (laughs) love to never even look at her forever, if that's possible.
0: (laughs) Wait, what? What what happens when you ghost her? The problem really here is that you're you live in Alala, Washington. (laughs) And you're too nice. You're like, you got some like rural, nice, like Washington, nice shit. Like I yeah. would just stop texting for a month and then be like, whoa, this is what I really would do. I would yeah. advise you differently. What I really would do, I wouldn't text her back for a month and then write her back strategically in a month and go, Whoa, sorry. I've been so swamped. I'll hit you up when I'm a little less busy. She'll text you 10 times, write her back in two months. Oh, I hope you're good. And then I would just never text again. That's really what I would do.
1: That's like, that's not the kind of person she is, honey.
0: I know. I'm trying to counsel you That's to be like a different I'm trying person.
5: To, oh, okay. I'm trying to avoid that. I've been like really working on not leaving people on uh, red. read or red read. read.
0: <laughs> a lot um,
5: I know. There it is. Um, because it's been, it felt like super shitty to do that to my friends and just this last year. It
0: is shitty, but you know what else is shitty? Is getting a call from your friend being like, hey, guess what, bitch? I can't <laughs> fuck with you anymore. Bye. I mean, it's yeah. all shitty. Breakups all suck, bad. but yeah, no, I hear you. It's more mature to call. Take Natasha's advice. I'm wrong here. I'm wrong. She's right. Good luck.
1: <laughs> okay, good luck, Laurel. You can do it. There's never a good yeah. time to do a bad thing. Just do it.
5: Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Get two
0: towels. Get two towels, put one in each palm, and then just dial the number.
5: Shaking. Yeah.
0: Good luck. (laughs) You're a very nice person, and it's very obvious. You don't seem like a dick or like you're being a jerk. You just need some space for yourself. And and honestly, it's the
1: truth. You are excited about this new boyfriend. It is fucked up to have some like psycho ex girlfriend, ex boyfriend's friend's wife bothering you. Like, you know what I mean? Like,
0: you don't owe people. To be their counselor, and if they don't want to work on their mm-hmm. shit, you, you can choose to be a friend that is willing to accept somebody's emotional baggage forever, but it's not a part of the responsibility that you sign up for when you become someone's friend. So absolve yourself, comb your eye eye uh, brows, and grab some towels and uh, give her a call. Good luck.
5: Awesome. Thank you so much. All right have a bye. good night, Bye you
0: too.
1: Our fans are young.
0: they're sweet too. They care about doing the right thing.
1: You're like, oh, just like, ghost her for three years. <laughs>
0: like, I'm why? serious, though. It's like, I don't see if... Okay, here's you as a friend, right? Would you rather... You know, I love... Would you rather? Would you rather have a friend ghost you for three months where you're like, fuck that person, and you stop talking to them, or call you day one and go, hey, listen, I can't really talk to you anymore?
1: I know what you mean, but then sometimes people just like... Don't write you back because they're busy.
0: I'm saying it's a option. Then two you never know is a little more confusing, but a lot less embarrassing. For me right. personally, I'd rather have a person take distance from me. And if the relationship is so strong that it's weird that they're taking distance from me, I'm gonna hit them up and go, "Are you ghosting me? What's up?" As opposed to having my friend call me and go like, hey, here's the thing. You're mildly annoying. So I'm going to kind of be wrapping our relationship up. I know. But some version of that. I'm good. That's just me. And Tosh. Yeah. If you ever do decide you don't want to be with me anymore. Just stop texting me back. (laughs) I'll get the hint eventually.
1: You're like, where are my keys? Where are my keys? I keep texting you that. you see my keys? Yeah. And I just never write you back ever. Hello. (laughs) Hello.
0: If you'd like to leave a secret, call us at 213-222-8608. Or, email or give
1: us. us an email. Give us give us an give email. Give us an email. <laughs> Endlesshoneymoonpod at gmail.com. Are you well, sure? Sometimes it's... it's easier to email something.
0: Are you sure it's that our fans are young? Or is it that we are old? Give us an email over here at...
1: Oh, my God. Or you can go on Instagram. Uh, check out our YouTube page. Subscribe!
0: Apple Dot co slash Endless Honeymoon. Leave Natasha, a comment. Gotta go. Bye-bye. Love Bye. ya. Bye. Love ya.
1: Love ya too.